Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. My name is Jay Sub. With me, as always, my man, Emery Ogletree II. What up, Trey? My brother, what's good? Happy Halloween and all that. Yes, sir. Full of candy, full of candy. No candy here, but I'm sitting here with the Attitude Era belt from our back in our youth. Oh, uh, yes. man, could you imagine we had these belts back in the day? I would have never put this thing down. You know, speaking of belts, I was really debating getting the, the old school, like, Bret Hart uh, winged belt. And I was like, mm, Federation? Get the, yeah, yeah, like the Federation old school belt. WWF Bret Hart belt, man. Hogan belt. Nah, nah. He a jerk. He in that Carmelo list, too. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, that, that hit man, that's Shawn Michaels. That's true. You know that was Hogan's belt, right? Yes, but you know, we know. You don't want to mention Hogan's name. Uh, we don't want to mention Hogan's name. It's all good. We, he, he's on our Chrome Malone list. It's, it's, <laughs> it's only for only for those who we who we have a, a, a particular hatred for. Oh, um, <laughs> but let's get into it, man. So first, let's let's start with a serious topic, and that's the the issue with um, NHL player Kyle Beach. Um, mm-hmm. I know you heard about like the story with um, the sexual assault that went on while he was playing with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, allegedly, we have to use the word allegedly. Um, he was um, sexually assaulted by Brad Aldrich. I believe he was their video coach. Um, and he went to the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, the front office and like the coaching staff and let them know what was going on. And they did nothing. Um, they ran out their playoff run, won the Stanley Cup, and then after the season was over, they gave him an ultimatum, um, you know, to leave the team or get fired. And then he chose to leave the team. But really, nothing was done in regards to Kyle Beach. What are your thoughts with that whole situation? Uh, well, like I said, I mean, I've, I've read, read up some more about it, and uh, – you know, they released the findings and everything about everything that went down in that whole situation. I mean, you look at not just you no know, Kyle Beach, but everything that was the people who were involved. I mean, you had the president of the Blackhawks who resigned basically the day the findings were found, mm-hmm. which more or less is an admission of guilt. Yeah. You know, I mean, and to just rewind it a little bit, uh, the meeting that ended up being had when uh, Beach went ended up going to the front office telling them what happened, you know, with Aldridge. You know, uh, what the coach, I hope I pronounced his last name correctly, Quinville, Quinville? Yeah, Quinville, I think. I haven't heard it pronounced live, but that's I mean, you, I would say, you know, and, and even let me rewind a little bit more here. I have to admit, I was so surprised by this. And I and I have to admit, you know, maybe just me ignorant, ignorantly, I'll, I'll claim my own ignorance to this. Not that I'm surprised that it happened, but I mean, the fact of the sport itself that it happened in. I think that's what got me the most. Mm-hmm. That, that's what made me really interested in the story. That, uh, you know, when you think about hockey, I mean, hockey players are the toughest of the tough. And, again, I'm not saying that these things couldn't happen, but I had to really sit there and look at the situation because this didn't happen like over a decade ago. So, um, like you said, Kyle Beach, who came out uh, revealing that he was the John Doe, he would have been 20 at the time. So, mm-hmm. if you think about it, he was – more or less like two years removed out of high school. So so basically a kid. Yeah. And they said in the findings that, you know, he was invited, you know, Aldridge invited him over to his house, you know, for dinner and drinks and whatever. And based on the findings, they said Aldridge, you know, in the findings, they said Aldridge apparently told him 
that he could get him on the Blackhawks roster. You know, if he, you know, do, you know, sexual things with him, you know, they said also apparently they were watching pornography or whatever else. Uh, it was said that Beach said that he punched Aldrich and Aldrich then turned around and grabbed a miniature baseball bat or something and threatened to do and threatened to you know, physically assault him if he didn't do what he told him. And I sat there and I thought to myself, like I said, the kid, you no, know, Beach was 20 at the time. <clears throat> if I could try to put myself in Beach's shoes, because I mean, I'd, I'd sit back and I can only speak for myself what I thought I would have done in that situation. But to sit there and think about it, you're 20 years old, you're, you know, you've achieved this you know, lifelong dream of yours to you know, be in the NHL. I guess he was in the minor league or something. Yeah. I mean, it must have been such a tough situation for him to be in that I said, man, it, it's just so crazy to me that, you know, the things that what must have been going through his mind, you know, because you're sitting there saying like, well, at, well I guess what, at what is, where do you draw the line? Like, and where is that even does your dream not become worth it? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's, that's what I'm trying to say. At when does your dream not become worth it? I would like to sit back and think that if it was like myself, 20 year old me, that if I was in the same situation, you know, going to the NBA, if that happened to me, that would have enough, you know, regard for myself that like, no, this just ain't worth, you know, like getting out and like I said, doing what, you know, Kyle Beach did and going to tell, you know, the, the, those in charge management or whoever, or what happened, but still just being able to be like, say no and everything else like that. And, you know, Kyle Beach, I, I, I feel for him, man. I mean, think, but he's yeah. playing in Germany now. And I sit back and I wonder, like, how much of that was it, like, did he get blacklisted? You know, it's like, when I think about professional sports, man, I mean, just my own personal experiences, nothing like what Kyle Beach went through. But the politics, man, I mean, in this business, is, like, it's, it can be a dirty game. I said, this dude is in Germany playing now. And I just sat there and wondered, I mean, because if it took this long for it to finally come, not only back to light, but to get resolved, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, it just makes you wonder even more, like what happened in between that made him go to that route? Like, you know, I mean, because they even said uh, the, the coach who, you know, recently resigned, I mean, they should just went and fired him. That's just me. But this whole thing about uh, being able to save face or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, you know, being sent over to Germany to play. And it said that the coach, Quinville, said in the meeting when all this came to light initially in that meeting that he said because they just you know wanted to go to the stanley cup and his apparently his response was we worked too hard to get here we'll address it after the after the playoffs and i was just like yo like seriously yeah yeah i mean but you know but i hate to say it, i'm not surprised that's the that was the part that got me like as much as i Hated reading it and hearing about it. I wasn't surprised, man. Not surprised at all. I mean, unless I said, just speaking from personal experiences, I, I can bring up coaches that I played for. You know, you know one. You know, and from high school to, to even the professional level, like if I really decide to get into it, like I said, again, not necessarily the same situations, but again, where I felt like their priorities were completely off base. Where sometimes you'd expect them to be, dare I say, more mature 
about things. But like I said, I mean, it is a coach's job to win. But like I said, but a situation like that for him to dis, just dismiss it. And like I said, Beach was 20, 20 years old at the time. He was still basically a kid. Yeah, yeah. There so, are some things bigger than winning. Exactly. I mean, he was still basically a kid. I mean, and as I said, again, I'm, I'm happy to see, let's say again, that there's been some resolution to it. I know that the uh, gentleman who was, uh, uh, I think he was the assistant GM at the time. I got his name here, Kevin Cheveldale, I think, if I, that's how I pronounce it. But he's the only one it seems so far who hasn't uh, faced any consequences. The NHL let him off. Cause they felt like, you know, because he wasn't a part of the senior management team that he basically doesn't hold as much accountability. Yeah. I mean, he probably players. couldn't fire nobody. Uh, and I guess I was their approach to it. But I mean, I guess for me, if you were in that room and you heard, and I said, I get, and I know it shouldn't matter, but it goes back again to that sport. I mean, that comment made by the coach Quinville about like, you know, we just blow this off until the end of the you no know, Stanley cup. I mean, it just goes to show you, like, just that mentality. I mean, think about it. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if stuff like this happened in football. Oh. Football, yeah. dare I even say, maybe even basketball. And I think even more times than that, I mean, I think sometimes it, it doesn't get the recognition that it deserves because we're also talking about male on male. Yep. You know, say there's a whole other volume when it's male on female, but it's something about when it's male on male, it just more, it, it gets dismissed a lot. We just got to be real about that. Yeah, and it's not reported because of whatever reason. Could it be embarrassment or just feel like the, the shame you would feel from your peers? Mm -hmm. Like It was a huge move by Kyle Beach just to kind of put his name out there um, to take care of that. Uh, that's much respect to him because I know that wasn't an easy decision. Yeah, I mean, and even if it did take you know, this long, because, I mean, I, it was just about, what, maybe well, a week ago all this ago, you know, yeah. started really coming to light. And uh, I saw his clip on the ESPN app telling talking about how he was the John Doe. And I'll be honest about it. Until we did the story, I really didn't know nothing about it until this came out. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a hockey guy. So, again, I, I had no but I had no clue about the story at all. But it just made me think. And, I mean, and it also made me just think about, you know, dare I say, my, way, my, my boys. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, Trey is only two and, you know, Zeke's not here yet. But it, it, it took me there real quick that I – would just think to myself, you know, having gone through, you know, the process of, you know, pursuing a, a professional career, it just made me think to myself, like, you know, I hope that, you know, my wife and I do a good enough job. Obviously, you know, I want them to pursue whatever it is that they want in life. And if they decide to kind of follow in my path of pursuing a professional career in sports, like that'd be great, you know, and put everything into it. But at the same time, I have nowhere to, basically like where like the line the line draws like even though it may be your dream like where the line draws and I'm not saying that to you know to criticize Kyle Beach I'm not I say he was 20 years old he was a kid you know and putting that position that he was in but just it just made me think about it like you know just something that, like you know as we you know as I go through life Lord willing I you know I grow old to see my kids live a long life before they put me in the ground but I like to hope that you know hopefully they would never be in that position if they are that they'll they'll know how to handle themselves and nice. I hope they would never have to go through that. And hopefully, no one else will have to go through that. It's just crazy. Yeah. I was surprised. I said I was trying to figure out is that guy even in, is Aldrich even in jail? Because I know the GM of the Blackhawks is trying to get his name removed off the Stanley Cup, and that's all nice and everything. But I'm, I like to hear some legal, you know, more legal action sources. Cat. Yeah, I haven't heard any <laughs> anything legal um, regarding this case. 
you know, and like I said, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's just not being dismissed. Like I said, I mean, I'm sure the GM of the Blackhawks truly does mean it, you know, and then maybe he probably truly does want his name removed off the Stanley Cup. But I mean, I just think that again, that uh, after everything that, you know, Kyle Beach went through, I mean, he deserves a little bit more justice than just that. Yeah. I mean, this uh, like I said, a coach who more or less got to save his own skin by resigning. I mean, think about that. He got but I will say this. Um, the coach isn't the coach of the Blackhawks right now. Well, I know, yeah, I know he's not the coach of the Blackhawks. I know he's not the coach of the Blackhawks anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, it was just the fact that he was giving – I mean, think about it. He got to coach that night. He did. stuff was going on. Yeah. I mean, like, that dude got to hang out with the Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. It took all this time. He still got to travel during the Stanley yeah. Cup. Play. I mean, all that stuff went down. And to think about it, like, so all these accusations were out there, and they still just went on about their business. You know, and I say, and it just goes to show you, man, like, like I said, again, the way that you no know, business is handled in professional sports, it's a dirty game, man. Yeah. Like I said, it took a 10 years for this to finally come to some type of resolution. But a I do decade. think. And some of that was just because, again, Kyle Beach was just, I, I guess he just had to find the right time for himself to actually, because you know, he's the one who basically took them or uh, took the lawsuit to him what, back in May. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it, I say it's, it's just crazy, man. It's crap. I'm, I'm glad it's getting resolved. I don't think that coach should be allowed to coach ever again. That's why yeah. I hate these, these figures get to resign. It's like they, they're setting them up to give them another opportunity down the road. They're like, for what? He's going to work on TV. Well, he's going he's gonna to go on a, an apology tour. Then he'll, if it's anything like NBA or NFL, um, then he'll work in TV for like a year or two. And then he'll get a, a, a nice cushion job somewhere. It, coaching it's, it's about a about a two two to three year process it, like i said man it, it like i said it's such a slippery and like i said low-key dirt it's a low-key dirty game man like i said it, it is but i hope you know this brings some type of you know peace you know to kyle beach and everything because i mean you can see i mean i'm not sure if you've seen any of the video interviews with him mm -hmm. i mean you can see emotion in that man's face man like you it, it hurt it hurt him deep i mean it, it definitely hurt him deep and, you know, I said, I mean, I, I don't want to assume anything, but I, I, a part of me has to believe that I'm sure he'd love to be playing hockey in the NHL still. Yeah. Now, that, will that ever happen? I don't know. I mean, you can hope for the best, but like I said, I mean, just, just the situation. I mean, like I said, just the underlying of things. Like I said, there's a lot of things you see on the face and on the face of stuff. Just like, just, I feel like people just do things just to make themselves look absolved or like to make them look, you know, like they're sympathetic to the situation. But like I said, that's sometimes that's just for show. Just like we talked about that whole thing with the Washington football team when they did what they did for Sean Taylor. Yeah. I mean, we all know what that was about. So I said, I know. I I I hope Kyle, you know, I hope all the best for Kyle Beach, man. And I said, hopefully, you know, he'll have some, you know, some type of you know, true peace with all this when all this is said and done. But that, but his former coach doesn't deserve to have another job any other time, no time yeah. soon. Anybody that, from that front office. Yeah, like I said, they didn't, don't, none of them ever deserve another opportunity. And if they do get one, then we need to do another story because then I'll, I'll know exactly why they got another opportunity. But I'll, I'll leave that alone for now. Mm -hmm. All right, let's, let's transition to um, what's going on in the NCAA, the football. Yes, sir! The, the top is, is still unchanged. Your UC Bearcats are still number two. We're going to the CFK. 
but it's a there was a, there was a a huge uh, college football battle well playoff battle um, playoff implications battle um, Michigan State versus the Michigan Wolverines as my wife would say Michigan versus little brother um, <laughs> little brother no more <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was quite a battle it was a great game it was a what are you, what are your takes on what's going on in college football right now. Uh, like I said, right now, I mean, because like you said, man, my, my Bearcats, first of all, are, are in the top four. I never thought in my lifetime I would see the Cincinnati Bearcats, let alone in the number two spot. But I mean, now we got a college football playoff with a national title. To see them at a shot of possibly getting in a national title, thought I'd never seen them in my, my lifetime. But I'm excited. It, it's been a fun season so far, man. I mean, this is right now. We got Georgia, number one, Cincinnati, number two. I think they got. Uh, Alabama number three and Oklahoma number four right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a it's been a fun college football season. Yeah, it I really believe the, the rankings come out tomorrow. The, yeah, the, the first the, official the, playoff rankings. Exactly, and my Bearcats better get love because based on a lot of these reports I've been reading on like apps like ESPN and stuff, they're they are dismissing my Bearcats and they're like they have the audacity to throw Ohio State. Over my Bearcats. Look, I may be from Ohio. Let me get this out. I may be from Ohio, but I am no Buckeye drone. I am not. I am not a Buckeye drone. I have no love for the Buckeyes at all. You can suck my Buckeyes all the way up and down 71. How about that? Do not dismiss my Bearcats. Do not dismiss my Bearcats because we're not Ohio State. We got a better record in Ohio State. Right now, we are the best team in Ohio. All this, if they put Ohio State in the playoff over the Bearcats, it's conspiracy. I'll be so mad. I'll but be to so- be fair, like the only ranked team you see has like played was like Notre Dame. No, Indiana was ranked when we played them. Were they? Yeah. But the we big, beat them. But the we Big Ten is always so <laughs> overrated. This is why they get smacked when they get to the playoffs. They have like eight teams in the top 10. And then it comes to the playoff, they're going to get like just ran out in all of the bowl games. Happens every year. Quit disrespecting the Power Five. My Bearcats have earned the right. Now, don't get, no, 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 I was the first one, like, oh, man, like, look, seriously, y'all are not helping our case right now. Navy gave us a game. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, come on, Bearcats. So, like, they, they're looking for any small, minute excuse not to put us in there. I bet you it, it hurts the, the, the rankers, the voters, whatever, to make, the, make us number two. I know it pains them. But we keep winning. And I'm like, well, don't give them no ammunition. I mean... <laughs> They, they barely beat Navy. I think we ended up winning that game by, what, nine? Then we beat Tulane yesterday by 19, even though that game was more or less close for most of it. But then they, they won by 19. But the fact of the matter is that, man, if you look at them statistically, they're one of the top teams in the country. I said, we beat ranked teams. Like, our schedule is where our schedule is. Yeah. I mean, until, like, unless the Cincinnati gets invited to, what, the SEC or the Big Ten. I mean, what do you want us to do? You play where you play. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we beat Notre Dame. It's like, I mean, this gotta mean something. 
So they need all to these be schools, the all these schools who, I said, they, they live off their history and some of them rightfully so. Like Alabama, I can't argue Alabama. I think it's funny that we're ranked above Alabama. I get a whole kick out of it. That we're ranked above Alabama. Do I think my Bearcats can beat Alabama? Honestly, no. But at least give us a shot, at least play them. Yeah. Maybe we could pull off an upset. But these people are so determined that those schools like Ohio State in the college football playoff. And I'm like, hold on, man, they, they lost. They've lost. We have not lost. We've beaten ranked teams. The fact that they're not ranked now, that's not our fault. We beat them when they were ranked. So show some love to my Bearcats, man. It can't always just be about the SEC and the Big Ten. They will. I think UC is going to make the playoff, but they're not going to be like the two seed. They'll probably be like the four or the three. But you know what, though? I'll, t- I'll take that. I don't care because you know why? God forbid. If we lose one game, You're it doesn't matter. Go if we lose one, it's, it's over. If the Bearcats lose one game, then I'm just going to be in the pits. Like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> one thing about college football that always kills me, I, I mean, I know it is what it is. It's a moneymaker. But I can't stand all them damn ball games. I mean, no, football, football's always been my number two. It's like my, 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 like my runner-up sport when basketball's not around. I can't stand all them damn bowl games. Like, okay, you won the Citrus Bowl. And, I mean, the bowls that have history, like the Rose Bowl, okay, fine. That's history right there. But sometimes the Rose Bowl is for the national championship. But now we got college football playoff. We got all these other damn bowls. Like, what are you playing for? Nothing. You you won the Outback Bowl. What, you get a, a trophy full of kookaburra wings or whatever? Let us not forget the Popeye's Chicken Bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm saying, it's like, I'm only interested – even with basketball, I mean, as much as I, I'm, I'm basketball to my core, you know, but I mean, it's just like, I, it's like, well, I really don't watch the NIT unless Xavier Cincinnati or any. Even then. And I barely watch it either. Yeah. It's either yeah. the NCAA tournament or nothing else. Yeah. And so it's like college football. It's the college football playoff or nothing. You're either in or you're out. And my Bearcats, we have a shot to be in. We are in November now. There's only a few weeks left. I just need them to win out. And I need them to win the tournament championship. <laughs> just, just let us in. I'm just, you know, if they let us in this one time and they, and they don't ever let us back in in my lifetime, I won't care. At least I can say we've made it one time. Because I'm tired of hearing. I'm tired of hearing about Ohio State. Oh, I can't stand Ohio State. Oh, I, I live to watch Ohio State lose. It, it makes my day. It does. It, it makes my day. And if Ohio, I'm putting money down again this year. I'm betting on Michigan to beat Ohio State. Yeah, I know they haven't beaten them in the last, like, five, six years, but I think Harbaugh will hopefully get it done this year. Come on, Harbaugh. Make my year. Now, I don't want to put a damper on your Ohio State, or your, your UC uh, love, but USC has a job opening. Do you think that, uh, <laughs> you know, UC's coach is going to jump ship to a better job? Well, I mean, that, that's just the business. You know what? I mean, because old boy came from Ohio State, Ohio State to Cincinnati. Yep. He was assistant Ohio State, came to Cincinnati. I mean, it's no different than Kelly. When he, Kelly left Cincinnati to go to Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just the, I mean, that's just the name of the game. Yeah. You see is a, uh, a I mean, resume we're, builder. We're, we're, we're not, like I said, we're, UC is not a football school. Now, they're slowly becoming one. Uh, to me, UC will always be known for basketball. That's just all this was going to be. But there's nothing wrong with also having a good football program. 
Like I said, so I mean, if he did somehow decide to up and abandon ship, I think they asked him that once. It sounded well, he said all the right things, put it that way. You know, I'm here, I'm building a, a, a culture, a program, yada, yada, yada. All sounds good, but the proof is in the pudding. I mean, somebody, like I said, you know, USC has the opening. You know, there's no challenge. They, they write him enough zeros. He might be like, well, it might be time for me to go. Yeah, we, we have to build a culture there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like I said, like I said, but that's why, again, for, for those of us who are from, from Cincinnati and more or less know the history of UC football, which, again, before these last five to seven years, there was no real history of UC football. What history? We didn't have any. But it's nice to have one now. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> Ohio State. I can't stand the Buckeyes. Oh, I can't stand them. Oh, you, man, I swear. Let the, uh, if we make the college football playoff and Ohio State doesn't, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. the amount of trash talk I am going to have. I'm telling you, but they're, they're going to ban me from the 71. They won't they even let me in Columbus. They would not let me in Columbus. Ohio State is one more loss away from not getting into that playoff. They don't belong in the playoff. Keep them out. You know what? But part of me, I swear, I mean, I mean this too. A small part of me almost hopes they do. If we could get Cincinnati versus Ohio State in the college football playoff, oh, and we won? Oh, 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 you know, there'll be no end, man. I said, Georgia, Alabama, I'm not expecting to beat them. I just want to shot. I just want to try. But, man, if we beat Ohio State, it would almost be worth it to fly home just so I could jump in a car and just drive up to 71, drive around that campus with a UC flag out my car, out the window. Oh, just, I'll be talking to them. I'll, I'll be chased out of town, but I don't care. Oh, I'll just, oh. Ohio State, I can't stand you. I just can't. It's just the fans of Ohio State. That's what that's what bugs me about. They're they're, they're, oh, yeah, just, they're, they're the worst. They, they are, man. I can't. That's 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 what it is. I mean, I never. People always ask me like, "How are you from Ohio and not like Ohio State?" And I tell them all the time, like the thing, the reason I don't like Ohio State is because it made it seem like I was supposed to like Ohio State. Yeah, it's like no, like no one really ever gave me a choice. You didn't really try to give me a choice. You know, I was like, I, that's why I don't like Ohio State. I was like, I've never understood the hoopla. I mean, I liked their basketball team back in the day, you know, when they had Jimmy Jackson in them. You know, but aside from that, like, I just can't stand Ohio State football fans. They are just obnoxious, annoying. It's like, boy, you just can't. OH! <laughs> I got your OH. I got your OH. Tell you, man. <laughs> Hashtag suck my buckeyes. I'm telling you. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, let's segue to our last topic. Let's do a, a NBA roundup. Man, I am loving this NBA season so far, mainly because what's normally up is right now down, even though it's really early. We're like six, you know, five, six games into the season. Yeah, what's early. normally up is down, and what's normally down has been up so far in this season absolutely Um, i was just like looking at the you know the standings brooklyn is four and three the pacers were supposed to be like uh you know an up-and-coming playoff team and they are one in six i'm like i I thought i thought they were supposed to be like you know they were going to be better than the bulls this year that's what that's what people on espn were saying 
Well, well, first of all, we have to be careful because some of some of those analysts on ESPN, I de- I debate some of their basketball IQs anyway. Even some of the ones we play in the NBA, but I digress. Yeah. Not J- not Jalen Rose though. Love Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose is the best thing on ESPN right now. But um, but no, I mean, but think about it. I mean, the Washington Wizards are five and one. The Wizards are balling. I mean, the like Wizards said, are five and one. Charlotte is five and two. But like you said, it, it's early, man. I mean, I think, I think the teams. Well, well, you can't necessarily say that about Washington, but I mean, I think you see a lot of these teams, especially those that have already basically had their squad that didn't necessarily do like a huge makeover, i.e. the Lakers. You no, know, i.e. Uh, who else had a huge makeover? I would say outside of the Lakers. I wouldn't call it necessarily huge, you know, but the Heat. Like I said, I, I expected I expected the Heat to be what they are. I never necessarily felt that the Bulls or excuse me, the Pacers were going to be better than the Bulls. And I said, once again, I almost feel about the Pacers the same way I feel about, like I told you about Utah in, in our last episode. Again, they're a good team. But like I look at them and I'm just like, but where are you going? You know, it's like there, there's still pieces missing. Yes, you got Sabonis. Sabonis is a quality player. I think he's very good. His his game fits Indiana style. But again, Sabonis isn't going to take you to the promised land. No, not at all. He, he's not going to take you to the promised land. Like I said they 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 need they need another guy. They need. I say dare I say they even need a guy where Sabonis could be the two the number two guy. Like I said, I just don't see you win the title through Sabonis. Yeah, just, they have nice guys like you know, but they don't have like the guy. Like they right. got Karis Levert, they got Sabonis, you know, who are nice players. Like you know, they solid, but neither of them are gonna strike fear to you, fear in you in the playoffs. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like there's, there's no fear there. <laughs> and just like with the Wizards right now, I mean, the Wizards right now, I mean, it's it's all hard with them. Yeah. I mean, obviously they got Bradley Beal, and I'm really curious to see, like, if the Wizards keep this up. And I say, no, I mean, I say, I mean, at this rate, you'd almost expect them to make the playoffs. I mean, it helps when, you know, now you have the, you know, nine and 10 seeds, the playing games. Yeah. I mean, I could see them making that. But, I mean, if the Wizards actually made the playoffs, or like, at a higher upper echelon, like I said, somewhere between that four to six, like, would Bradley Bill stay? I'm, that, that's what I'm going to say. Because they're looking yeah. so good right now. I'm wondering, like I said, if there's any way this is influencing Bradley Bill to stay. Yeah. I think I said, this I is think the first time they've actually built the team around his skill set. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, they they look good. I mean, they got they got some solid pieces back in that Westbrook trade. You know, I feel the way I do about Kuzma. I'm sorry, Kuzma, Kuzma is basically two steps away from being Ben Simmons to me. <laughs> might might even be one. I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm sold on Ben Simmons. Like I said, he showed he couldn't be a you couldn't be a solid number three. In, in L.A. So I'm supposed to believe you were number two in Washington? For what? You see how you are when the pressure gets on. Like, no, that's not you. But, I mean, it helps. I, said, I, I, I wish the Lakers would have kept Montrezl Harrell. God, I wish they'd have kept him. He is feasting. And he does not like the Lakers. I know, like, and, he, and he shouldn't because Frank Vogel, that ignorant mother, I'm, to this day, I'm sorry. Frank Vogel did not use Montrezl Harrell right in that, that playoff series. I, I mean, he didn't use him at all. I will never understand it. That's ooh. I feel Montrezl like he was misused the entire season. Montrezl Harrell is better than what people think. But I said it just goes back to show what I talk about in you know, past segments where like people get so caught up 
and offensive numbers, points. And that's all they want to think to talk about. That's all they want to see. There's so much more to basketball than that. And Montrez Harrell is the perfect example of that. Montrez Harrell produces. I mean, he can give you points. He can give you rebounds. He can give you block shots. I mean, this dude just, oh, the effort he brings on the court. God, I wish they would have kept him. Yeah, oh, he affects winning. Yes, and, he does. And that that's that's something that analytics doesn't see. It's thank you. Thank you. Say it strictly an eye test kind of player. Say say it again, Chief. Oh. But I mean, but so we go around the rest of the NBA. I mean, like hey, yeah. right now, but listen, but right now, I mean, there are teams that are I must that are looking as well as they are. I mean, because we're being technical about this thing. It's basically a four-way tie for first. Yeah. But scroll on down to the bottom of the Eastern standings, and you know who we see there? The Boston Celtics. Like, what is going on? Even though I kind of called that, we have no idea what the hell they were going to be. Well, I mean, new coach, new system. I mean, it's new not coach, like, I, new system. I, mean, I, I think it's, it's, I, and that's all I think it is. I mean, plus we had to you know, throw in the fact that you no know, injuries did play a part. Jalen Brown wasn't there at the beginning of the season. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that that played a role. But, I mean, it's a new coach, a new system. I mean, Brad Stevens is now in the upper office. And I will say that things were falling apart for them near the end of last year. And they pretty much have the exact same roster. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, unless I'm not, not going to, for the most part, they do. I mean, unless I think that, again, I mean, with them having a new coach right now, a new system, they're just basically trying to find their identity again. I mean, I said, I'm not going to sleep on Boston. I think Boston will right the ship. You know, I said they can keep their guys healthy. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, obviously, Marcus Smart. Uh, that kid, number 44, what's his name? Oh, uh, Williams, the the center. Was it Robert Williams or something? I forget. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, that's, I think that's his name, Robert Williams. I said, I'm, yeah, Robert Williams. I love that kid. Oh, he's, he's going to be a monster. He's going to be a problem. They better hold on to him. They better hold on. He's going to be a prop. But um, also keep in mind, too, I mean, I'm <laughs> this new rule change they put in now about not calling all these ticky-tack fouls on threes, don't get me wrong, I'm with Draymond Green. I'm loving the fact. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm loving it, too. But to a degree, <laughs> some of these officials are trying a little too hard. I watch some of these games, and it's just like, again, it's one thing you should know when a guy is flopping. There are times where I've caught them, they didn't call it, well, they called an offensive foul where, like, the guy will go up for three and he'll, you know, spread his legs out like he's doing a jumping jack. Obviously, offensive foul. I'm with that all day. I'm with that all day. But there are times also where, again, like, especially, like, for James Harden. I mean, I know he's coming back from uh, his hammy injury and everything else like that, but he made his living at the line. That's why I was like, man, I'm wondering how he's going to adapt to this. Yeah. But there's, there, there are some times, there are some times where, again, I think you should call the foul on the three, obviously. If he doesn't have clear path to land, obviously that, that should be called a foul. If you put your foot, if you put your foot a little bit under him, if he can't just come right back down the same way he went up, that should be a foul. Um, if he jumps at the shooter, and unless I mean, because the, 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 here's a little lesson to young bucks, you know, boys and girls, when you are defending the three point shooter and they're going for a shot, don't jump at them, jump by them, because that's an easy way to pick up a foul. You know, because obviously they're in the air. If you're going at them, by the time they come down, I mean, you might run into them. I mean, if you weren't trying to, run by them. But uh, uh, what was I saying? To, uh, I say, if they clear path landing, if they don't give them a clear path, call a foul on that. Obviously, got to be careful with the, the release. I said, I feel that if, even if it's a little slight touch on the, on the wrist, 
I think they got to call that. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to touch them. So you can just keep your hand up and just let them release. But if nobody's in that little aftertouch, even it could be as small as, as possible. If, if I feel if it touches just a little bit, you kind of have to call that because it's interfering with the shot. Yeah. But I mean, but these referees are sometimes they're trying a little bit too hard. There are times I'm like, okay, you, you could have called a foul on that. You could have called a foul on that. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I still think that um there have still been some some inconsistencies, especially like when somebody is going into the paint. Um sometimes they call the contact, sometimes they don't. That's probably like the number one thing with the NBA is the inconsistency of the of the calls. And that's not like, you know, from game to game. Sometimes it's within the same game. Like you yeah. don't know what what they're going to call. This is why the players be getting so frustrated because what what you didn't call in the first quarter, now you're calling in the fourth. Exactly. It was like, I mean, but that's always that's always kind of that's almost like the tale's oldest time. Where it's like, you know, don't call a foul on me in the same in the same exact play gets done the other way, and then I and I don't get the call. Yeah. You know, it's like he did the same exact thing. If you and call it both I, ways, they will be fine. They just exactly. want to know what they can and can't do. And you know, like what you were like, you were talking about in the in the paint. Like no jumping, like nah. I like the fact like Draymond Green is the best to me that he does right now. Jumping straight in the air with his hands straight out. Oh man, I wish I'd have done that back in the day. I never thought about that. <laughs> but if I could do it all over again, I'd have done that. I don't know how many blocking fouls I used to get. Well, I've le- legitly would block the ball, but they, they call foul on me because I got him with my body. But I'm seeing yeah. Draymond jump straight up. You get verticality. They, they run into him. Yeah. They still don't call the foul. I'm like, oh hell, I wish I could have did that. Uh, Brooke Lopez is actually really good at that as well. Just being able to put a, a big body up. But um, record-wise, in the West, what is going on with the Los Angeles Clippers? I haven't what? seen any of their games, but they are one and four. Um, I'm not surprised. I mean, like I told you, this was going to be a big year, which is why I'm so surprised that Kawhi Leonard signed the extension. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, this is why I was surprised that Kawhi signed the extension because I, I said it going into the season. I was like, okay, give, give Paul George his props. He balled out in the playoffs and he got him to the Western Conference Finals. Kawhi wasn't around to play, but Kawhi was around the previous round to help him get to the, you know, the Conference Finals anyway. But I was like, this year's going to be big because now it's just going to be on Paul George. You know, we're going to see whether or not this is going to be fool's gold. Now, don't get me wrong, Paul George is putting up you know, some nice numbers. You know, I can't knock it. But again, it's like, can he get the W's though? We know Paul George can get buckets. I'm not, not I'm never gonna knock that, but can you get wins? It's funny, <laughs> the same stuff they did, they knocked Russ for when he was in OKC and stuff like that, or even in Washington, getting numbers when they weren't winning. I'm not hearing nothing about Paul George about that. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Paul George isn't nearly on the, the stage of Russ. I'm just saying, I just like some consistency. Yeah, that's why my man Russ for. Come on now, I like. They to ain't gonna knock Paul George. George because Paul George ain't nowhere near as good as Russ. We don't expect Paul George to do anything. Well, I mean, that's why I'm not really surprised. I mean, they're one in four. I I can't say I'm all that surprised. Like, what did what would we have ever expected of the Clippers without Kawhi? Yeah, that's I why mean, them going to the conference finals was such a big deal. And looking at this roster. I'm not surprised where they are just kind of looking at it. It's like, you got Paul George and just a bunch of dudes. Well, I mean, no, Reggie Jackson bought out last year. I was really expecting, you know, some big things out of him 
uh, coming into this season. I mean, the way he looked in those playoffs, I mean, he he earned that uh, that extension he got, that he, money he got in the offseason. Honestly, I'm surprised he came back to the Clippers. I thought he'd go somewhere else for even more money. Yeah, but look, he he ain't came back down to <laughs> earth. He's shooting 31% from the field, 29% from the three. I mean, that's and that just goes to show you, man. I mean, what happens when you get that dope? Yeah. I mean, it's just like the next thing you have to kind of go off and, you know, you know validate why you got the dope. And now all cats can sit there and say, it's like, oh, well, you only did that because you know you were playing in a contract year. I mean, like right now, what he's, they got him averaging, what, 14 points? Yeah. Because, I mean, if anything, I would think that he needs to be trying to be up there with Paul George somewhere in the 20s. Yeah. That's Paul George is averaging about, what are you 27. And yeah. he's the only one that is shooting a good percentage. He's shooting 50% from the field. Everybody else is in the, uh, not everybody else, non big man, um, let me qualify that, is in the, either the low 40s or the 30% or worse. Like, well, this is why they won in four. Can't nobody hit a shot. I mean, listen, I mean, that's another thing, too. And it's not just the Clippers. I mean, I, it's just the NBA in general. This is a lot of living and dying by the 40. I, 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 it's just a lot. Listen, Golden, I mean, Golden State is just Golden State. That's why I'm just like, I just don't see what people just don't understand that. I mean, Houston had a slight time there where they were kind of close to being that way, but nobody's ever going to be Golden State. I mean, Golden yeah. State is Golden State. They're the only ones who, I would say, I truly fear living and dying by the three. <laughs> during the game like yeah like guard them at all times yeah because they because when they living <laughs> they are living abundantly it'll be a long it'll be a long day and it can turn at any point you know but i mean listen but i mean give let's give props to i mean to some of these teams that are like but again well i mean i know we're only five six games in but again minnesota three and two i mean they're they're looking pretty good i mean that anthony edwards edwards kid in year two i mean i'm not seeing no sophomore slump here and out of him at all did you see the finish of their game last night? No. Oh, man. So, um, they were – Minnesota was down by two. Denver had the ball. It went down to Joker. Our boy Cat got the strip, threw it to Anthony Edwards. Now, the shot clock from when Denver had the ball was going down. So, the buzzer went off. Your boy <laughs> jumped in the air and was getting ready to heave uh, – a half-court shot, but there was right. still seven seconds left on the actual game clock. So I think before he heaved it, he saw the clock, and then he threw a pass to uh to D'Lo. Right. Then threw a pass to uh, was it Anthony Edwards? It may have been somebody. Um, but man, uh, my man Will the Thrill Barton got this nasty block um to tie the game, and then and got the ball, and then tried to do a layup. But by that point, the Joker was down there and just put his body in the way. And they blew the layup, game over. Like it was like the last 15 <laughs> seconds, it was just madness. I, was, I mean, it, this is the first time, and it's crazy because based on talent alone, Minnesota's had some talented teams. They have. Dare I say, even even almost you know, on, on paper, more talented than what they currently have. But this Minnesota team so far this season is the team that I've seen play with the most effort I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I watched an uh, interview with the Edwards kid, and I mean, he, he said, I said, he's saying all the right things, man. I mean, it sounds like he, you no, know, he's trying to build something in Minnesota. I mean, I, obviously, I mean, there'll, there'll never be another KG. KG, to me, will always be the greatest player in the history of Minnesota. But it sounds like, well, I say, he, they're trying to build something. So, I mean, again, Cat's still young. 
you know, you know, all the personal things he went through, obviously losing his mom, the COVID, you know, uh, not that long ago and stuff. I mean, I'm not sure how much that might have affected him, even in like his approach to the game. But again, definitely gonna keep our eyes on him, man. Because <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a very good man. He, I, I still feel he should be up there in the discussion. I mean, if he really gets to that point where he really like applies himself, there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the discussion for being one of the best big men in the NBA. He has the talent. I just don't know if he has the the drive. Lack of a better term, want to. Yeah, the drive. Yeah. But with the but with the Edwards kid, man. I mean, again, you, <laughs> here we go again. They, there's that potential there too. But I'll tell you who really scaring me are them Grizzlies. And I'm telling you, tell me these Grizzlies are not going to be the team. The, keep these kids together. I'm telling you, they will be the team of the future. I'm telling you. Here we go again. I hope they keep them together because John Morant is a problem. Do, do you remember when I was saying, like, I don't want Zion, I want John, when the Bulls were uh, in I the I remember. Lottery? I remember. Yes, you did. Uh-huh. I remember. And I, was, and I don't knock you. I mean, I, and I love Zion coming out. I mean, if I didn't expect him to, you know, end up kind of being in a situation that he's in now. I mean, because, you know, the, the injury that happened to him in Duke was, you know, such a freak injury. You know, when he blew through the shoe and stuff. Yeah. You know, I just kind of, I mean, I was kind of expecting like once he, you know, got through that and came in back that he was going to be good for the most part. He didn't seem like he was injury prone. But Ja, <laughs> man, that dude, that that kid, oh, he he's going to be a problem. You hear me? And I watched them play the Lakers. <laughs> I just kept sitting there thinking like, oh, this kid's a problem. I saw a stat um, yesterday that blew my mind. Ja is tied for the league lead in points in the paint. The only non-big man. I believe it. At 16 points a game. I said, the, the kid just gets it done, man. I mean, and he's fearless. Fearless. 100%. And I think Paul George had like the perfect, uh, he said he reminds him of a young of MVP Rose. And they got a very, he is just like that, but with a jump shot. He reminds me I said, I'm sorry, he, he reminds me of young Russ. I said, every time I look at him, I said, I said, he's young Russ with a jump shot, with a legitimate J. Oh, yeah. That's what he reminds me. Every time I see him go to attack the basket, I was like, I was like, you are young. You're, you're, you're Russ from early OKC when Russ is going to dunk on everybody. But you can shoot. Josh, Josh jumper becomes silky. He, yes. <laughs> it may be, you know, it may be a set shot, but I'll tell you what, that bad boy is going in. Yeah. I mean, which means you have to guard the jumper and you have to guard the drive. I say he, 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 he better. He better. He better make the all-star team this year. He better make the all-star team. Yeah, he should. I, I, don't, I don't see no reason why he shouldn't. But like I said, but I mean, it's, it's, it's still early, man. Like I said, again, I'm, I'm still going to go with my Lakers, Golden State in the conference finals. I still see that, you know, more confidently in the West. Well, on the east side, whoo! It's a crapshoot. The east, yeah. I, 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 you, you are absolutely right. I, I can't, I cannot confidently say. I'm going to say I can't confidently confidently say Brooklyn's going to be in the conference finals. I can't say that right now. No, and see, we were talking uh, before we started recording. Um, you were saying that the West is still better than the East. Yep. And I'm saying that the East is better than the West. That in the West. We know, like, the Lakers are, you know, that championship caliber team. Um, 
Phoenix, they went to the finals. We'll call Phoenix a championship caliber team. Do we believe in the Utah Jazz? Nope. Well, I don't. I, that's right. That's, that's so me the, I, no. I don't believe in Utah. Do but I believe, believe in, in Denver. I believe in Denver more than Utah. Yeah, I believe in Denver more. But do we think Denver is a, can can go to the finals? Do you see Denver going? Oh, like I said again. Well, can you see Denver going? Like, do you see like Denver's a potential championship team? You wouldn't be surprised if Denver hoisted the trophy. If I'm, com- the if I'm comparing them to any team in the East, I can. If, if you're asking me comparing Denver to any team in the East, yes, I could. Now, that, maybe not necessarily, but like I said, that's why I feel the West is still slightly better than the East. You know what I mean? Like I said, the East is looking very tough because, for one, obviously there's a lot of talent on each team. It's no longer, you know, so much top-heavy. It's pretty spread out. But, I mean, but I mean that just goes to show you, that, like, the battle amongst the East right now, what it is. I mean, you've got, obviously, Milwaukee. you got Brooklyn. you got Miami. you got New York. Now you got Chicago. you got Charlotte sitting up there, you know, making some noise, too. I mean, who? I mean, I'm I'm not really sold on it, but hell, we were just talking about it. The Wizards right now, yeah, what they're doing. And I mean, if Philly ever trades Ben Simmons, they'll be back in this list. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're talking about dynamics again that almost don't really have nothing to do with basketball. Well, yeah. I mean, for the fact of the matter, I mean, Ben Simmons is gone because of I don't even want to say the word. Yeah, but if they get anything for him now, that'll I think he just needs to get off the roster, and they'll be back. Uh, They'll be up there. Well, I mean, I mean, well, 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 with where they are right now, again, I'm not surprised. I mean, again, Joel Embiid is going to be Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris, good player. Again, like I said, but it, it wasn't enough for me to sit there and be like they're a top three team in the East. Not with the new additions I'm seeing in the East right now. Yeah. Like I said they they are exactly where I expected them to be. Now Atlanta, you know, they're off to a slow start a little bit, but again, it's no different than what they were last year. You know, they, they just clicked at the right time. Come playoff time, they did their thing. So, I mean, I'm still not going to sleep in Atlanta either. But I say all that to say that, again, I think the battle in the East is like all of you are more or less going to just more or less take each other out. Yeah, so I'm just saying like they, my, I think there are more good teams in the East currently than there are in the West. Yeah, but, the, again, but I'm talking from, from a talent perspective. I'm talking from a talent perspective, though, I think there's more talent in, in the West, though. I just think they're tougher. I think there's more talent in the West. Team, the teams have gotten better in the East compared to what we're used to, but I just think, I still think that the talent, you know, pound for pound, is still in the West. That's why I still think the West is tougher. I, I still believe the West is tough. It's just like you no, know, why you no, know, you watch Utah play Milwaukee. I mean, they they beat them pretty badly. I mean, they, but they almost beat them by like what twenty. Yeah. And, uh, quick yeah, side note: the Lakers are up uh, nineteen points, but they better not pull off another OKC. Hey, y'all better not pull. And they play in Houston, man. Houston ain't got no OKC. Who had won a game? So I, I need them to finish the job here. So they better finish the job. I need them to finish the job tonight. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying I'll, to say again though, Milwaukee playing you no know, Utah, and I mean you know it's a Utah blasting about what eighteen points. You know, but again, you know, I mean I look at Utah in terms of compared to Milwaukee. Technically, by, by town alone, Utah has more talent than Milwaukee does. Talent to talent? <clears throat> nah. You don't think Utah has more talent on their team than Milwaukee? No. No. First, Giannis is better than 
anybody on Utah's Absolutely. Roster. I will give you that. Giannis then is better than anybody I will on. say the second best player off of those two teams would be Donovan Mitchell. But then I will put Chris Middleton better than uh, Rudy Gobert. Let's see. I'm just talking about in terms of their impact. I'm just, just – who, who I feel is more impactful, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is more impactful than Chris Middleton. To me. But in you the playoffs, I mean? all you got to do is just, you know, go small and Rudy Gobert out the game. But you can say that, though. I mean, but Rudy Gobert is still technically going to get you massive rebounds. Yeah. He's going he's gonna, to, I mean, like I'm saying, like I'm saying here at the same time, again, it's not going to be with Rudy Gobert. It's not going to be a DeAndre Aiden situation either. You know, Rudy's going to make Giannis work. Giannis ain't going to just sit there and punk Rudy. He's gonna earn every one of them buckets. Like, I don't think Utah's ever gonna win anything when your second best player is is a Rudy Gobert. Like I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not saying they're gonna win anything. Like, but I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying that in terms of support of why I feel the West is still tougher. Yeah, I said U, Utah versus Milwaukee. I said is a is a equal is an equal matchup. I still would give a slight edge to Utah. Because you got Giannis, obviously the best player on the court, but go it's not like Gobert isn't going to be able to slow him down. I mean, this dude is one of the top defenders in the NBA. As a real, he's the three-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, but <laughs> in the playoffs, he always gets neutralized every year. Yeah, but again, but that's going against talent again in the West. Man, he was going up against, who was it? Zubak. He was against <laughs> the Clippers, man. Like, yeah, but, that, but, but, but also remember, though, they had Kawhi and Paul George. Didn't Paul George, didn't Kawhi go down that series? Well, Kawhi that was, was a, already That was down. the semis, right? No, that was the first round. Nah, the Clippers played, played Dallas in the first round. No, no, it was the semis. And Paul George got hurt against Dallas, I think. And Paul George, but yeah. Kawhi got hurt I, against it Dallas. Was, it, was, it was the semis. Kawhi went down that series, but he not before getting you uh not before getting them the lead though. No, nah, they were down. They were they didn't they weren't they down 2-0? They were down 2-0 before that. Because they went down, they were down 2-0 in every series. Hold on. I swore that Kawhi helped bring them at Clippers, Utah playoff series. And listen, I'm trying to try and bring it up, but I'm not seeing it. It's just giving me the results. Oh, trying to find the box score. Yeah. Is he Kawhi played? Okay, when did he when did he go down? Uh hold on. I'll let you know here in a minute. And, and if you're looking, show me Rudy Gobert's stats. <laughs> <laughs> because that dude, he disappeared in the playoffs. I would say, for example, in Game Five, in Game Five, in the Clipper, the, the Clippers won. Gobert had seventeen ten. What did he do in Game Seven? No, I remember only went six. Only went six. What did he do in Game Six to close out? My internet is slow. Uh, the box score. Yeah, 12 and 10. Yeah, man. Chris Middleton will get you more. Chris Middleton is more impactful than Rudy Gobert. 12 and 10 when you when you're getting bounced ain't good enough when you were the second best player. Chris Middleton could have got the wouldn't have surprised but, me if he got the finals MVP. 
<laughs> but in his defense, though, again, you don't necessarily go to Gobert for offense, though. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. When you I mean, 7'3", I'm going to need more than 10 rebounds out of you, sir. I'm going to need you. you. You wake up out of bed and you get eight. <laughs> like, I'm going to need more in the closeout game. I'm going to need you to hold down the fort. I'm just saying, let's say go, go bear Utah and Utah and Milwaukee. Let's say obviously Utah won the game tonight, but like I said, again, it, the matchup almost basically favors Utah slightly more because again, the star player for Milwaukee is a post player and you got go bear right there to help negate things. Okay. So that's all right. So it was like Kawhi went down in, okay, that's game four. Cause game four, he tied, he helped tie the series. He had 31 in game four. So he, he must have went down in game four. He had to, he went down in game four. Or no, they shut him down after game four. Yeah. So like I'm saying, I mean, so think about that. If you take Kawhi out of games one through four, I bet you Utah wins. Yeah. But they ain't had Kawhi the past the last two games, and, and they still couldn't do nothing. Get him in. Nah. Rudy Gobert is a joke. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about it's all about matchups, bro. That's all it's just all about matchups. Like Rudy Gobert, he ain't going to lose no dude named Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can't lose to no dude named Rudy. Well, like I, I said, look, I said they, 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 they got one on the champs today. They, they got, got they one on the champs. They were upset oh, because they were no longer unbeaten. I wonder who took that Who took that L? Who did they take that L to? The Utah. Oh. Who 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 made Utah a, a team that is no longer undefeated? What do you mean? Utah was undefeated until yesterday. I wonder who beat Utah to make them have a loss. First of all, before you go on gloating and everything else like that, can we just put this in perspective? Did anybody really care that Utah was undefeated besides you? Utah did. They ain't no more though. <laughs> Not anymore. No, no one. Uh, man, I was the no last state. unbeaten team. There was there was there was no stake for me in Utah being undefeated. I could honestly care less. It was like I knew they were gonna lose. They just so happened to lose to the Bulls. All right, all right. But like I said, it's better for your Bulls. Like I said, the more West Coast games they win, again, I think it's a testament to how good they really are. Because I believe the West is better. They about to go on this West Coast road trip here, here shortly, early November, when they uh take day circus trip which i have a hundred percent beef with because the circus is not in town because of covid why the bulls gotta go on this crazy ass road trip man <laughs> like <laughs> like you know what i mean like why we gotta hit like golden state la la like portland denver like back to back to back to back that ain't right i mean you want you want to see your team get balanced i mean let's, let's be real some of your wins have been cupcakes. I, I, I've been I've been holding back trying to say I want you to enjoy your moment. But some of your wins have been cupcakes. All I'm saying is they have been cupcakes. But just a few moments ago, you were talking about how the Lakers better win again, how they you know better win against the Houston Rockets and how they lost against uh, OKC. I mean, if we gonna talk about cupcakes, <laughs> let's talk about these pastries who the Lakers have been struggling against. Fair enough. This delicatessence. But but I mean but but we are but we have championship expectations. What do your bulls have? We're we just hoping your bulls make the playoffs. I mean, you hope just saying you hope the bulls. We in Chicago, we Chicago fans have championship aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> we are, you know, making like hey championship, championship aspirations. There no one 
No one can book anything in Grand Park in June. <laughs> championship one. Championship. You mean, you mean the division? The, the championship. <laughs> I I want to see Larry <laughs> O'Brien. Larry, Larry cut y'all off years ago. He, Larry changed his number on y'all. <laughs> Like, said, said when, when Michael left, Larry, Larry was like, oh, really? Like, uh, well, I think it's, it's not you. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. <laughs> like, Larry O'Brien is about to get, you know, we're we going to patch things up with our good friend, L.O.B. You better go talk to Candace. <laughs> maybe, maybe she might let y'all touch, touch a championship. Yeah, man, I'm saying Candace can come to the parade, too, man. Like, bring in, the sky, bring in the sky. I want the celebration. See, you you sound like the you sound like the Bengals fans who who who, who lost to the Jets today. May I point that out? See, this is what I'm yes, talking about with the Bengals, the Bengals. But see, you sound like a Bengals fan. See, why can't you just accept where you are and just and just be cool with that? No, but no you want to go. We're going to the finals. I mean, everything. And, and people don't. Our listeners don't know you like I do. But please understand, this dude made my life a living hell. Yeah, we were back in the day when the Bulls were on top with Mike. He did, so I have earned this peace of mind I've been enjoying for like the last twenty three years. Man, you know, since Derrick that last Rose tore his so, ACL. So man, why don't oh. just? So why would you just make the playoffs? I said, man, baby steps, man, just make the playoffs. Nah, man, you haven't been in the playoffs since when? Since Derrick Rose? No, uh, they were there post Derrick Rose once. Actually, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's team made the playoffs. Jimmy, uh, Rondo, and D-Wade. But then uh, Rondo got hurt, and that changed the whole complexion of the playoff series. Like I said, your expectations are lower than that of my Lakers. So, yes, while, we, while we're working out the Kings to get ready for our championship run, y'all just need to make the playoffs. Man. So, yes, so yes uh, being up 21 points on the Houston Rockets – it's very important because we need all to I'm saying is consistency. If y'all lose to one more of these bottom feeders, <laughs> I'm gonna start hashtag free LeBron. <laughs> like we just happen to have an open spot at power forward just for you, LeBron. LeBron ain't going nowhere. He's he's already in the works of uh Space Jam 3. Space Jam wasn't that good. Uh they we shouldn't do another sequel. I think you know, let's let's say he's, he's making he's making a role for Russ. Let's let it let's let it rest. And Dame, Dame was Dame was a better fit. Dame was a better fit. He's making a role for Russ because Russ will get one. <laughs> Russ will get one. I love it. I love it. All right, man. On that note, you got anything else you want to say, man? No, man. I got nothing else to say aside from the fact that I say keep tuning in. We appreciate all the listeners, new listeners, no, our old listeners who've been with us from the get go. We we appreciate all of you, man. Spread the word. Keep checking us out, man, because we just we do this for fun, but we also we do this because we enjoy entertaining everybody. Yeah, man. Go ahead. You know you'll get the real talk here, man. We're not we're not basing everything on analytics and stuff like that and all you know hot takes. Like I said, this is real talk here. This is all just real talk. Yeah. Rate and review. Give us the five stars. Give us the five. But go yes. ahead. Drop your social, sir. As always. It is at the M as in Mary C G O D as in David I V as in Victor A at the Mikadiva 
on Twitter. All right, and I am at JSUG, J-A-Y-S-U-G-G, and you can also find me on the Twitters. And as always, until we meet again, we out. Later.